take very much today to look around and see that many of us are dealing with a whole lot of changes and a whole lot of unpleasant circumstances that are taking place in our lives. Not only is our lifestyle changing, but we are also noticing that our fortunes are taking a beating. When I say fortune, what exactly am I talking about? I'm talking about our wealth, our money, our financial system is being strained. The stock market is taking a hit daily. And what about groceries? Have you been to the grocery store lately? We all know that there is a decrease in supply and an increase in demand. Think about how much eggs have went up in the last few weeks and not to mention meat. Just the other day, I saw a price of $20 on ground beef. And unfortunately for this world, I'm not seeing it getting any better, especially when you have leaders making arbitrary decisions that are catastrophically affecting all of our human affairs. And the bottom line to that is, where there's a lack of leadership, you most certainly can expect changes of unwelcome and unpleasant circumstances, even fortunes to follow. Welcome to another episode of Yasha Ministries Let's Wrap Podcast. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're gonna start our brand new series entitled, The Vicissitudes of Life. Our scripture today is going to be coming from a very popular Psalms, which is Psalms 121. Let's read. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Let's wrap. Now we know that this podcast is entitled The Vicissitudes of Life. Someone may be asking today, what exactly is she talking about? What is this word vicissitudes? Now vicissitudes is referring to difficult times that we all go through at some time in our lives, whether it's sickness, job loss, or other unwelcome episodes that may occur. I'm sure you're also aware that some of us or living with more vicissitudes than others. In other words, maybe you're finding yourself facing a little more sickness than someone else. Maybe you have multiple people in your family who have become sick from the coronavirus. Maybe there are other underlying health issues that you've already been dealing with. Maybe diabetes or cancer or heart problems. So you've been dealing with this all along. Maybe there's been more loss of income in your household. Instead of one person being laid off, maybe the both of you have been laid off from work and now you're dealing with financial problems. Even greater, maybe you lost a loved one throughout this whole situation, not only to the coronavirus, but maybe it's to some type of violence or some other type of situation that have occurred. No matter what situation or circumstance you found yourself in, one thing you can be sure of is that no life is without events or tests or challenge. We all will be challenged. We all will be tested at some point in life. But my question to you is, how are you going to cope with the vicissitudes of life? How are you going to cope with the difficulties and the tragedy when it comes to your house? Now, as we begin to look at the scripture, the writer of Psalms 121 knew exactly what to do. 
When we look at the first verse, the writer is very clear and very confident about what he's going to do. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. I want to give you something to think about. My question to you is, where does your help come from? Think about it. Is your help coming from the federal government? Is it coming from your job? Is it coming from a man, from your spouse, from your children, or maybe your friend? Where is your help coming from? Now, the writer has made it very clear about what he intends to do. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hill from which cometh my help. And then before we can ask the question, where does your help come from? The writer turns around and answered the question in case there is any confusion about who he himself is trusting in. The writer made it very clear. He said in the second verse, my help comes from the Lord. Now, one thing I learned about us as a people and the times that we now live in, we as people have the tendency to make a Lord with a lowercase L out of anything and anybody, but the writer is making it very plain. So as we look at the word Lord and we explore what that means, Lord means someone or something having power, authority, or influence, a master or ruler. Many times we give people and situations, even circumstances, too much authority and too much power in our lives. We are influenced too easy by people who don't have a personal relationship with God. That's right. We take our influences from the ways of the world. We take our influences from people who don't have a relationship with God, such as uh, pop stars or people in Hollywood or our, our favorite actor or our favorite designer or our favorite musician. We want to live like them. We want to act like them. We want to be like them, not even knowing what the status of their relationship is with God. The Bible tells us to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the only person that we should be willing to take our influences from is Christ Jesus. The only mind that we should want to have, the only person we should want to think like, act like, imitate would be Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So if we're going to look to anybody to influence our lives, if we're going to look to anybody to imitate, we should be looking towards the hills from which cometh our help. And the writer made it very clear that our help coming from the Lord. So the only person we should be uh, imitating is the Lord. What I've learned from my own life and my own personal experiences is that when we are influenced by, instead of doing the influencing, we allow ourselves to be mastered even to be ruled by that person, that situation, that circumstance. We have to be so careful with everything that's going on around us that we don't allow the pressures of the situation or the circumstances that we are facing to force us into slavery. What am I talking about? I'm talking about many of you may be wondering, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to pay my bills? What can I do to make ends meet? The longer this thing goes on, the more pressure you may begin to feel, the more restless we become, the more desperate you may begin to feel. You may also begin to formulate your own plan, lean into your own understanding. One thing for sure, we cannot allow the vicissitudes of this life to cause you to move without God. 
We cannot allow a change in our circumstance to cause us to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We should never trust a lesser power than our God or believe that the answer to our problems or the answer to the vicissitudes of this life can be found within ourselves even within people, within nature, within the system of this world, within the leaders of this country. They have no idea what they're doing, especially if God does not give them the wisdom on how to lead and how to govern his people. But like the writer, we have to look towards the hills from which cometh our help. We have to know that our help is not coming from man, but our, our help is not coming from the government, but our help is coming from the Lord with the capital L. As we continue to look at verse two, what I like most about this writer is he went on to distinguish exactly who it was he was talking about. He goes on to say, I'm talking about the Lord with the capital L, the one who not only made the hills, but the one who made heaven and earth as well. I could just imagine the writer in my mind wanting to make it very clear so that there's no confusion stating exactly who he's talking about. He's talking about the Lord with the capital L. In the Hebrew, the word epithet, he's talking about the word that's translated, meaning Adonai, referring to Lord. If ever there was a time we needed to look towards the hills and know where our help cometh from, now is the time. The writer goes on to encourage us, even by assuring us he is referring to Adonai, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah, creator of heaven and earth. He is the great I am. Now, when I look at the New Century Version Bible, I absolutely love the way the third verse reads. It goes on to say that he will not let you be defeated. That is assuring because no matter what it is our situation looks like, no matter what it is we're going through, the Bible is telling us he will not let you be defeated. He will not let you be demoralized. He will not let you be overcome by your enemy, by your circumstances, by whatever it is that the adversary is bringing against you. The Bible tells us that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. So what does that mean? That means all you have to do is be still and see the salvation of the Lord, that you don't even have to fight in this battle because the Lord is going to fight on your behalf. Now we look at the rest of that third verse. It goes on to say, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. In other words, he who is guarding you never sleeps. Since you better hear me today, the Lord is your protector. He is watching over you, but not just you alone. Most important, he's watching over his word. Those words that have been spoken, those words that have been proclaimed, even ordained over your life before the foundation of this world. Jeremiah 1 and 2 tells us the Lord watches over his word to perform it. So you better believe me and hear me when I say you're not going to die in this one. You are coming out. Your children's coming out. Your husband's coming out. I don't care what your daughter's into right now. She's coming out of this one. I don't care what your son is doing right now. He's coming out. Your grandchildren are coming out. God will fulfill his promises. Hope in God's protection day and night. Why? Because he is fully awake to the situation and the circumstances. The word of God is telling us that he that keepeth you will not slumber. That fourth verse goes on to say, behold, he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So not only does the Lord not slumber, but the word of God is telling us that he's not sleep. He who guards Israel never rests or ever sleeps. 
You see, the thing that's very important is you got to know who it is in whom you serve. I remember we did the podcast on Jacob. Jacob's name was not turned to Israel because he had not yet realized who it was he was serving. Before he became Israel, he continued to say the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob was who he served. It wasn't until he had a personal relationship It wasn't until he knew him for himself that he was able to address him as the God of Israel. So I declare to you today, if you know this God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God of Israel, if you know him for yourself, just like he guarded Israel, he's going to guard you. He knows all about our vicissitudes of this life. I'm telling you today, church, God is not sleep. As a matter of fact, he says that he never sleeps. Our God is a powerful God. He guards us. He is fully awake. He's watching over us. The 23rd Psalms tells that the Lord is our shepherd. He is alert. He is alert to all danger. He's ready to help you with all of your needs. What I love about God is no one or nothing can detour or divert him from protecting us. No matter what the enemy throws at us, the Lord is your shepherd. All you have to do is look towards the hills which cometh your help, knowing all your help come from the Lord. You are his people. You are the sheep of his pastor, and we are safe in his loving arms. In conclusion, I ask you a question. How are you going to deal with the vicissitudes of this life? I want to know how are you dealing with the trouble? How are you dealing with the stress? Are you turning to the alcohol bottle? Are you turning to sex? Are you turning to drugs? Are you turning to men? Are you relying on your own senses? Are you formulating your own plan? Or are you trusting in the name of the Lord? I don't know about you, church, but this in these last days, like never before, we got to trust the name of the Lord. His name is a strong tower that the righteous can run in and be safe. We can call on the name of the Lord. And the Bible tells us he hears us. Not only do he hear us, but the Bible says he sees you. He hears you and he knows. He's bottling up every tear. He sees the tears that you're crying. He knows that you're distraught about the loss of a loved one. The Lord has not left your side. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'm with you even until the end of the world. No matter what comes or goes. The Bible tells us when the enemy come in like a flood, you better know that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. You better know and trust that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No matter what it is that the government is trying to do, no matter what it is these leaders are trying to formulate in these states, you better know that I call shut out that the Lord is on your side. There'll be more with us than there is with them. You better lift up your eyes and look toward the hills which cometh your help. Ask the Lord to open up your spiritual eyes. Ask him to give you wisdom in this last day that we will be able to walk according to his way. Ask the Lord to order your steps for the Bible tells us that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You better know that we have a hill that we can look towards. I don't know about you church, but I'm going to look towards the hill with cometh my help. No matter what comes and what goes, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to stand on his promises. What are you going to do when the vicissitudes of life happen? What are you going to do? How are you going to cope with the vicissitudes of this life? That's my question for you today. I want you to think about that. I want you to think on it. What are you going to do when trouble comes to your house? Let's pray. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this teaching. God, I thank you for what you're sharing with us through your word. I thank you for allowing us to know that there's trouble all around us, God. But we have a head kiss. We have a hill that we can look towards. God, we have a father in heaven that all our help come from. We know that our help comes from you, God. We will not trust in men. We will not trust in jobs or the government. But we will put our eyes on you, God. For you are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. God, you created the beginning and you created the end. God, you know all about it, Father. God, we ask that you would search us today, God. Any sin that's in our lives, move it out of the way. Create in us a clean heart. Renew our steadfast spirit, oh God. Help us that we might worship you at always, spirit and in truth, oh God. That your will will be done in our life, God. We want you to order our steps, oh God. We humbly submit to your will and to your way. Not our will, but thine will be done, oh God. Lord, we love you today. We trust you, oh Father. God, we know that you're not asleep. God, we know that you see everything that's going on on this earth. God, we ask that you just reign, Father. Have your way, God. God, we know you do everything good at the counsel of your own will. And we trust you. No matter what it looks like or feel like, we're going to trust you. Lord, we just thank you. We bless you and we praise your name. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to take this time out to thank each and every one of you who think it not Robbie to take time out of your lives to listen to our Let's Wrap podcast. I thank you for listening to part one, the vicissitudes of life. I encourage you to come back and hear part two. As always, we appreciate you so very much. We want you to continue to listen, like, comment, and share. Also, keep in mind, we are now on YouTube. You can go to our YouTube channel and listen to all these great podcasts, as well as some of our Let's Rap Relationship videos at Yasha Ministry on YouTube. Also, we want you to follow us on Facebook. Be a part of our Facebook family. That way I can get to know you. You can get to know a little bit more about us. Often we have live drawings on Facebook where we give away gifts and prizes to our listeners. So please, please join us on Facebook and be a part of that. That's going to be Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. And if you have not done so, please join our Let's Wrap relationship group page, which is also on Facebook. We want you to be a part of our relationship discussions. So please feel free to join us. And if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, we always have a place for a patron. Please be a part of this great ministry as we go around the world sharing the word of God but through our Let's Wrap ministry. We want you to become a patron for as little as $5 or more a month. You can cancel it anytime. There's a spot right on the podcast with a money bag that you can click that says become a patron. We would greatly appreciate any support that you can give us. I love you. Elder Walker love you. But you better always know that no matter what it is you're going through, no matter what it is you're dealing with, no matter what it is you've done or you're going to face in life, God will always love you more. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. There is nothing too hard for God. Just trust the process. God is in control. Until the next time, I am Elder Shanina Walker. Have a blessed day.